before I say anything, I should probably clarify more than more than whatever. I am not disavowing or basically disapproving comic book people getting into anime and manga. Not at all. Um, if anything, I, I generally welcome the idea. I know the title will probably suggest otherwise. But no, I generally do think that it's cool that, um, you know, and, and obviously you should because growing up, I was a fan of shit like, you know, I was big time Spider-Man fan and watching cartoons and stuff like that all the time. So naturally, when I got to enjoying anime and manga, you know, the shit, it, it flowed like water. It was natural. Um, it's it's natural transition. It's super understandable and easy to do if you enjoyed or when comics were you know good or worth something. Um, yeah, you would you can understand the appeal of manga and anime, which are basically just really good fucking stories with amazing, uh, amazing, <laughs> with amazing action and shit like that. I, I I do not I am not critically against comic books, uh, comic book fan or comic book writers, comic book people in general getting into anime. I'm not against them getting into it. What I'm against is the is the disillusion that they're creating within the anime community or essentially the effect that comic book readers have that essentially project and idolize one aspect of being an anime fan over the entirety of knowing or liking anime in general or even caring about the subject matters going on within anime manga and uh stuff like that or like um light novels the dumb visual games visual novels things like that there's so much in the in the industry rather than just shonen and if you don't know anime then you have no idea what word I just fucking use right there. But you probably be like, what, Shonen Jump? Like, why don't you just say Shonen Jump? I'm not talking about Shonen Jump. I'm talking about the genre Shonen. Or more so more so often than not, like, the the huge, <laughs> you can barely even call it just a, a genre at this point, but, like, yeah, the genre of Shonen itself and what it represents with the anime community. And realistically, people don't understand that a lot of shit that is happening now is in accordance to catering towards the shonen community but realistically the shonen community has done nothing to push forward or to expand upon the concept of anime or anything like that there's just so much shit that happens within shonen that basically is just new to so many different fucking people because essentially the only thing that they cater to look at is shonen which is the problem and so when you're a comic book reader one of the main things that people tell you to get into is generally shonen stuff which is the problem so now you have essentially grown-ass men reading shit that was intended for japanese children now you can argue with the fact of like you know it's not just for kids anyone can enjoy it like that's true but the genre of shonen in general is meant for boys as in kids there there are separate genres that are for men or younger adults or for far more mature audiences they have their own fucking titles. See, this is another influx of the problem. Is yes, I, I and like I agree. Like I enjoy a bunch of shonen stuff. I read shit all the time that is shonen or for kids. Otherwise, hell, I read shojo, shonen, shining, shojo AI, shonen AI. It, it doesn't really fucking matter. Mature adult, it does not fucking matter. Anti, it does not matter. All different strokes for different folks. It really does not matter when you get into the nitty gritty of anime and, um, and definitely manga. There is something out there for everybody. And sometimes the classifications or the genres that they're under don't generally fit the overall theme, tone, or even the fucking storyline of the story that you're generally reading. At this point in time, would anyone be taken away if One Piece no longer was considered a shonen, but instead was considered a far more adult shonen? Or would anyone take that away from something like on the lines of Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, or definitely Chainsaw Man? Would would you? It's like, would that be that big of a deal if that was not considered shonen anymore? No, it wouldn't. But therein lies a problem, is that the genre overall had to evolve with the audience. Rather than the genre itself staying stagnant, it evolved in order to meet the audience itself kind of halfway so it's still intended for children but now we are let we're children are allowed to be far more acceptable to certain things so 
you will be given like so now we have kids that are basically far more into violence gore or they allow that shit in japan now so they started to expand and showcase that within their regular typical shonen so much shit has blood and mindless violence in it it's ridiculous like people just be piling up bodies like it doesn't matter and within the line within within the home within the mindset of someone who essentially is typically only used to shonen that's something that's blown out of the water but realistically the shonen that is shown today shit like attack on titan jujutsu kaisen that stuff would have never been fucking released in something like shonen jump like 10 years ago or back a couple like just just even a few years ago before the sudden boom well not sudden before the the real big boom of shit Back in the realm of the big three, blood happened. But the concept of death and whatnot was not something that was taken lightly or shown in an abundance. They could mention people slaughtering a bunch of people, but they would never show people slaughtering a bunch of people, which is still a thing that shown and stuff gets away with today. I mean, D. Gray Man was something that really was like pushing that border of exactly how fucking ridiculous you can get with something. And as far as that did, it only really just managed to make the characters grotesque rather than actually showcasing a bunch of blood and violence and whatnot. And then it just fell off because it just, you know, it just took forever for it to get created. And then the anime itself is it just slow pacing, um, really, really slow pacing. But you take all that stuff into account and then you add it to the fact that, well, now since anime is taken over and you got a bunch of comic book people essentially jumping onto the bandwagon, because again, I must reiterate, the ship that they're sailing on is fucking sinking. They need to jump onto something else. So they jumped on the manga and anime. But the problem is they're jumping onto a ship that they don't know and they don't know how it works. So they're going onto it because it's like, yeah, this ship is way, way better than that ship, which is true, but you don't know how this works. And so because of that, you are only doing far more harm than good than letting us sail to where we need to get to go. I'm fucking killing these analogies, I swear. <laughs> but what that means is that essentially a lot of fucking comic book people, hell, even people who essentially are just looking into anime and manga in general because they're hearing so many good things about it, typically go towards what people either recommend or what people think is interesting or what's like the biggest fucking deal. And the thing is, is that you don't know anything about anime and manga, then you don't also then you also don't know exactly how the um, community itself handles anime and manga now, which is that only the most popular is considered the best. So doesn't really matter what the fucks came out previously. Doesn't matter what came out in the 80s. Doesn't matter what animation a wonderful movie looked like in some um, in another time or whatnot. Doesn't fucking matter at all. Look how much detail and time was put into a movie like Redline and then exactly how much money it made and how well people even gave a damn about the movie in general. They didn't, they didn't give a damn at all. No one gave a fuck. But the, the passion that went into Redline is fucking scary and no one cared. Why? Because that's just how fucking anime works. It's sick. <laughs> but that's what it does. And essentially, rather than combating the glaring issues that anime have as um that the anime industry has a in a as a whole, which are very big issues that lead to a bunch of craptastic shit getting released on a fucking seasonally basis. Rather than those things getting fixed because of the fact that you now have a bigger audience that expects better content in order for the shit to last longer, you're essentially met with a bunch of people who are eating up this mediocre crap because they look at it as if this is the goose that laid the golden egg. But if you're someone who basically was imbued or they know a lot about the anime industry as a whole, you look at this stuff and you just kind of laugh it off occasionally because it's like, yeah, this is a terrible adaptation from this manga. Let's move on. And then the industry does such. But then when they move on and then you have certain studios that essentially blow it out of the park by taking something that was just a general small little concept or whatever manga and then turning it into this amazing fucking anime, then you have people sitting there just going, wow, that was great. More shit should be like this. But then the studios themselves in general cut costs. They give you that mediocre crap because their audience is used to it. Their country is used to it. The industry is used to it. But now you have a bunch of brand new people essentially seeing this crap. And they're just like, rather than it being laughed off like it's supposed to, and then the industry itself being heavily criticized for their lackluster approach at taking something that could have been good and turning it into shit. Instead, 
we have a bunch of people who essentially eat up all of this lackluster crap and they just go, mm, mm, mm. boy, is it good. And it is terrible because all that does is feed towards the people who don't even acknowledge the rest of the industry as a whole, but only see everything that comes out of the industry that just happens to be shiny or that happens to be held above the rest or just happens to be the new kid on the block. Most of those things are done fairly well because they already anticipate that it will be done or be received fairly well. Or you have the off chance that it's basically a smaller studio that's putting their all into something because they don't really have a, they can't really contend with the big boys any other way. So their shit either needs to be pretty or it needs to come heavy and come hard. Yes, I know what I said. <laughs> so what exactly does that, so what exactly does that mean in the realm of like comic book fans? Well, again, they perpetuate the mindset of literally nigga anime fans. And nigga anime fans are the worst because these are people who generally only like and cater to shonen. I hate these people. I hate these people so much. Um, why? It's because it's a small, the anime genre of shonen itself is so fucking small. It's, it's ridiculous when there are so many other things out there that exist that people are just not aware of, or they just don't fucking understand what's even crazier is the fact that anime and anime anime as a whole in general have so many different stories and so many different things to offer people that they're just not willing to even accept because essentially they never read it in shonen jump before so why the fuck would they even give a damn but i like this is one of the things that like separates me from like a bunch of different other stuff in terms of anime knowledge and fandom i grew up um you know, watching cartoons and stuff, like I said before. But when I got into anime and manga, I got into shonen, which is intended for young boys. And I got into it when I was a young boy. So I naturally gravitated toward everything that I saw and what I was reading. I have copies of old shonen jump magazines that I used to fucking order and get sent in the mail monthly. That's how I rolled, all right? <laughs> like, I, I, I did that shit, okay? And I was like, I don't know if you remember, but I used to send in a little um, P.O. box, uh, post stamp thing and they would send your ass a fucking magazine in the mail and you'd read that shit and i collect them i had i have like a stack of them now you know this was before you know able i even had internet access so like yeah i was doing the damn thing but at the same time i also was able to watch a bunch of anime that came on tv under on uh, different channels now if you know uh i believe hbo max they used to play anime um, it'd be like HBO, like it'd be like uh, Max X or something like that. HBO Max, Sci-Fi used to have Anna Mondays. Um, ABC Family used to play different anime cartoons. Sometimes they played Monster Rancher, the um, the uh, Mega Man animated series. I know that's not really technically an anime, but you know, you know. <laughs> Super Fighting Robot. Um, fucking grew up watching Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. Um, and then the the piece of resistance or the thing that really set me apart from a lot of stuff was um it was a channel called um international channel and then it changed its name to azn and i had the grace of essentially having that on like my basic cable as well as um i also had um anime network on demand so i had an abundance of anime shit and at the point in time where all i did was absorb and was interested in anything and everything anime and it was at a point in time where the content and the stuff that I was given was very few and far in between. So whatever it is that I got or I saw that had anime branding or was an anime, I absorbed the shit, took it in, watched it, didn't care what. I didn't have the luxury of essentially being able to pick and choose based on genre or having only one particular genre to cater towards. Then you got a bunch of the stuff that they used to play on Cartoon Network, you know, um, back when they started playing... Uh, you know, when they had Roni Kenshin, Zatch Bell, Naruto, Yu Yu Hakusho, Bleach, um, all that shit playing at one time. And then um, what used to be WB Kids that turned into Foxbox, <laughs> uh, they played One Piece and um, miscellaneous anime here and there. The, the shit the four kids get was retarded. Um, also being a huge fan of Pokemon. Like, I'm just I'm breaking down my history right now. But you see what I'm saying when it's like I had a 
bunch of shit to look at and be absorbed with, you know, and to just get in, incredibly engrossed with everything. And I'm not not trying to brag or nothing like that. I'm just trying to set a baseline for exactly what I'm what I'm understanding and what I've seen within the industry throughout all the years of being immersed in this shit. Now, the international channel, I say, was like I said, while it being the piece of resistance, it was the saving grace in terms of me understanding or viewing a bunch of different anime and whatnot, because the international channel is how I saw Grave of the Fireflies. Now, if you do not know what that movie is, I cannot recommend watching it because that movie is so goddamn sad. And I remember watching it when I was a teenager, back when I, well, not now when I was a teenager, I barely was a teenager. I was in fucking middle school. It was like around the time I was like a fucking freshman in middle school or whatever. Um, yeah, like my first year of middle school, I saw Grave of the Fireflies and had to be what arguably was like one of the saddest things I've ever seen. But if you was to tell me or to ask me if there was like a far more powerful movie or something, anything, or like, you know, what have you seen in anime that was like it's moving? That's why I didn't care for your name. I was like, in comparison to Grave of the Fireflies, get the fuck out of here. I know you're not trying to make that comparison, but I don't feel the same. I really don't. Because one movie was so hard-hitting and impactful to me, while the other one was just whatever. So it it, it set a tone for me, generally, um, when it came to anime viewership and whatnot. Which is why I don't recommend the movie, but I tell people all the time, like, yeah, it's an amazing movie. But made me cry like a little bitch. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll never get over that. And I was like, I remember watching Grave of the Fireflies and basically being just too fucking young to understand or even comprehend a hell of a lot that was going on. But the movie itself hit me so deeply and so meaningfully because of what it had going on and what I was witnessing. Wasn't used to that. All I've been seeing has been shown and stuff. People getting superpowers whenever they start screaming. I was immersed into that stuff and I liked that stuff, but I was also open to reason. I was willing to absorb anything. I was watching fucking shojos. I was watching magical girl shows and things like that. I remember looking at Sailor Moon and being totally invested in the goddamn story when I was younger because it was an anime. And well, I didn't know it was an anime at the time. I just remembered that it came on after Carmen San Diego and both of them were done by Deke. <laughs> If you don't know, then you know. Um, also, side note, uh, one of the greatest things ever done in terms of American censorship was Sailor Moon trying to explain the relationship between Sailor Venus, I mean, Sailor Neptune, not Neptune, um, yeah, Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus. That is the greatest thing ever outside of the original Devil Man and that's original dub. Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus's um, relationship was just so fucking hilarious growing up because it made no sense looking at it and how they tried to edit and craft that damn thing. Looking back on it is just so funny because they were cousins because <laughs> they could have them be lesbian lovers. Good Lord. It's just, if you ever have the chance, <laughs> just look up the stuff. It is to die for. But that's just a little sidebar. But essentially... Air National Channel did something to where it, it allowed me to view so many different anime movies, so many different anime series, shit I didn't even know existed outside of the realm of what was generally crafted and allowed for um, the American audience to view. And I saw things in International Channel done in either its original Japanese dub. I got into subtitles because of that. Um, I got into well, watching anime with subtitles because of that. I had to learn because it would, um, I watched uh, Slayer's next and part of slayers try because of the international channel um and it had subtitles and i would read and watch the damn anime and i was like trying to follow what's going on and reading at the same time once you get it you know it's like riding a bike but when you first like can you remember the first time you tried to watch an anime sub good lord trying to watch it read and then keep up with the moving pictures at the same time think back to that moment that was a harsh learning moment that you had <laughs> It expanded your reading ability. You don't even know that it did, but it totally did. But that was a harsh moment. Also think back to the original um, sub version of One Piece when they used to craft that thing beautifully and have the abilities and techniques and powers done in like different fonts and different coloring, which made it far more impactful and exciting. 
and the fact that when four kids, I mean, not four kids, but when Funimation got a hold of it, that they just stuck to typical um, subtitles was uh, incredibly boring and lackluster and honestly shows you exactly how much they know about um, the industry because, uh, or they care about like fandoms and people who, you know, love things. Uh, it's just, just a missed opportunity. Different fonts and the, the highlighted versions of the the words like, man, like you cared, like you, you really cared. The different showings and the coloring, like, man, those, whoever did those subs back in the day, I, I salute you because you guys made One Piece awesome. Um, you made a lot of the shit awesome for the original dubs way before studios got a hold of it. So I don't know who those guys were, but they, they were great, you know, <laughs> but that's another sidebar. Ah, man, gonna get, getting into feelings from back in the day, but essentially, um, having a broader understanding of different anime and manga things like that, like you go up to someone today who's possibly, um, you know, who's seen Naruto or got an anime because of Naruto, they generally will be asked a question by old heads of anime and whatnot. You know, have you ever seen Fist of the North Star? And you know, that's like a that's like a okay response because that's a go to thing for eighties anime watchers, old anime heads. That that's a go to thing. They they just love their Fist of the North Star, but. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't that good uh it just, like, like calm the fuck down <laughs> but it's understandable right when you when essentially you put in the spectrum of like those people who grew up looking at naruto and anime thereafter kind of the manga anime the conventions and shit like that sure that's fine but exactly what other anime have you watched that also didn't um sprawl out of shonen jump you see what i'm saying there's more to anime than just the genre of shonen. There's a lot more. Fuck ton, a lot more. Oh, man. And I'm going to tell you the rest after this quick little break. So because there's so much um, more to anime as a whole, you really understand, or uh, like, well, I'm really, I'm taken back by essentially the concept or the focus that a lot of people have to where the only things that they cater or generally gravitate towards are just only the shonen. When there have been a plethora of different manga and anime out there that have basically shown or done action or stories, love stories, and things like that, way better than most fucking shonens. I mean, how can you say that you watch movies if the only type of movies you see are the movies that just star Tom Cruise? Then you don't really watch movies. You just really like Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> like, no, I watch movies. No, you watch Tom Cruise movies. There's a huge fucking difference. And so, I say the exact same thing to people who are anime fans, essentially just only cater towards shonen. You are a shonen fan, not an anime fan. You really like shonen and only shonen. Then that is a clear cut sign that you're digging, dealing with a nigga anime fan because their extensive knowledge or their reasonings or a lot of the ways how they gauge everything that they see within um, anime is based on the perspective of someone who basically have only seen that shit throughout shonens. So, they gravitate towards that or they only allow that to happen. They basically bring up excuses to shit um, and whatnot where it's like, you know, it's totally acceptable for characters to give away this much exposition or it's totally cool for the pacing of a show to drag on this fucking long because this is just what shonens do. I literally remember talking to a friend of mine after I seen Demon Slayer and I remember telling him and I was like, because he told me that it was great and then I just never got around to watching it. I just didn't really give a damn. Um, so then I sat and I binged all of them, what, like 24, 24, 26 episodes? 26, yeah, 26 episodes. Um, and it was like right right when the movie came out. And I just binge watched all 26 episodes. And uh, after binge watching it, I went up and I told him, and I was like, yeah, it's not that good. And he was like, what? And I was like, it's, I was like, it's pretty for damn sure that. I was like, I made sure I watched that shit in the best resolution possible because that that art uh, like the stylization the artwork and uh the animation was just fucking amazing i was like i give it that but as far as story go i was like it was a piece of shit i was like it is not that good i was like it's not that good at all i was like the the ridiculous um conveniences that happen within the plot or the main dude just kind of stumbles around into every little fucking situation that you could possibly imagine for and i was like oh it's just so lucky that he happens to find people who are thinking of um who are trying to make a cure but they need the blood of the guy that you can't beat or, or the guy that you can't find oh yeah the guy that you can't find he happens to be the strongest among the strongest of demons oh boy almost like he's trying to work to become okage at this point right just just bland whatever 
And I remember saying that, and then I was like, and I really got annoyed with the exposition. Now, this is something that turned me off of fucking My Hero Academia, because it was just one exposition dump, and then it just let me know that the rest of the series is going to be fucking stupid. And I was right. I was totally right. I'm glad I stopped. But it was a situation where um, in Demon Slayer, I brought up the fact, and I was like, yeah, he killed a demon, and then the story gave us the demon's backstory as to why he became a demon or why this matters. Or the importance behind it. I was like, but there is none. It's a demon that he defeated. It's over with. He doesn't need to know this information. It doesn't help in any way. It didn't help when he needed to fight him. So why would this information be present? What what does this do for right now? What does this mean for right now? Would it be far more interesting if you left that shit up to interpretation to where it's like the strong feelings that these people had before they died or when they got turned into a demon lay leads to a bunch of their personality traits or their powers and whatnot. And then that'll just be an interesting little query to have later on. Sure. It was like, oh, well, that's why they did that. Hmm, I wonder what that could have meant. Maybe the maybe the dude who had the family, even though he had the spider string powers or whatever, like generally had an issue with his family before he died. Something that the audience could have pieced together. No, you're actually going to tell me about the issue and the problems he had with his family right after he was defeated. Who cares? And I generally was upset and I could not, and I did not like that aspect of Demon Slayer. And I was like, that's an annoying fucking thing. And it happens with every time the main character fights somebody. I need to know what these people are about, but who cares? They're fucking demons and they need to fucking die does not matter and my friend looked at me and he went that's just what that's just what they do and i went nope <laughs> and i was like nope see right there i was like that i was like you're the problem <laughs> and, I was, and i looked and i was like you're the problem because that is a problem that is that is a bad way of explaining that that's a lazy way of writing this shit that we criticize movies and tv shows for when they do stuff and they handle things that haphazardly like oh i'm gonna just feed you all this information through your mouth rather than let you come into the conclusion yourselves because that's how you're able to tell a story. You're able to get so much out of a movie within the span of two hours and you're working with a series that essentially is now a visual media that has all the time in the world to let this shit come out naturally. So why the fuck are you just hand over fist and everything to me, period? Well... You can chalk it up to the fact that this genre or the concept that you're looking at is intended for small children. It's intended for little boys. And they're generally stupid. So a lot of the stuff has to be told to them. A lot of the information and everything that's going on needs to be catered to them. You need these long exposition word bubbles to explain what it is that they just fucking read. Because obviously they can't keep up with what's going on. You need the break moments of characters seeing a character doing a technique and then explaining what that technique is doing all within the span of time of these characters fighting within milliseconds of each other, but also within enough time of these other characters being able to give out long drawn out sentences and then still keep up the illusion that they've only fought for like a couple of minutes. No, you don't see within the sprint, within the realm of manga, that might be true because you can't have all these action pieces moving and not have anyone explain what the fuck's going on. They're reading a comic. Sure. But when you cross that shit over into an anime, one of those things can easily be cut away because you no longer need someone to explain what the fuck they're looking at because they can actually see it now. But the industry doesn't work like that because they're really fucking stupid. <laughs> so the problem of essentially adhering or allowing that dumb shit to happen to where, oh, all of this exposition dump or all of the dumb aspects that the main character has within the story, you allow that shit to go because you chop it up to essentially anime cliches, which is something a lot of people do. That doesn't mean that, you know, this is good now. Well, it's just doing typical anime cliche shit. It shouldn't have to. It, it's not supposed to. It, 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 it don't. It really, really don't. Because that's one of the beauties of storytelling. It's one of the beauties of, of making characters or making anything is that it doesn't need to follow cliches in order for it to matter. People expect it. People see it happen all the time. The love struck guy fawning over a girl who never ever tells him that she likes him or the guy who constantly chases after multiple women because, you know, women are sexy. Does you ever see him fuck? Nope. But women are so sexy. Uh, all right. This woman 
actually is going to let you fuck. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> but seeing him fawn over women is totally funny. Ha 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 This shit happens all the time. And it happens all the time because, hey, the audience members like it. They enjoy it. It's the content. But that stagnative concept, that's not a word, <laughs> but that stagnant concept that are just thrown out and reused and redone over and over and over again are perpetuated and blown up within the shonen industry, which are generally the rules that nigga anime fans live by. And so with comic book people, that's right, finally getting back to the comic book stuff, and with comic book people essentially praising and idolizing and then plastering, plastering everywhere, every chance they get a chance to, every time they get a chance to speak about anime and manga, just essentially singing high praises of the the shonen genre, which is the only genre that they're typically talking about, it gives more of a concrete reason behind people accepting anime for what it currently is, rather than what it could possibly become. Realistically, if the shit was done correctly, we should have seen an abundance of original anime that didn't need a manga in order for it to come out, but an original anime that fit or was along the lines of some shit like Cowboy Bebop. Realistically, I'm just being real. I'm not saying Cowboy Bebop's the greatest anime of all time. I don't consider it the greatest anime of all time. If it damn sure isn't my favorite anime of all time, but game recognized game. All right. Cowboy Bebop is an amazing anime and it has it's a beloved series that deserves all the praise that it gives. Anyone who tells you that their favorite anime is Cowboy Bebop, I personally go, I totally understand. I have nothing to argue against that. I criticize the fuck out of anyone who will say that Naruto is their favorite anime of all time. If the basis behind it is just that, you know, if all that you have to push that is the fact that this was the first anime that got me interested into the industry, fine. I'll let you pass with that one. I still think that that's weak, but whatever. But other than that, fuck out of here. <laughs> I will kill the childlike, the childlike innocence you have hidden deep with inside of you in the precipice of your soul, and I will happily dance around their body because that is retarded. <laughs> but if you was to say that about Cowboy Bebop, an original anime with an original concept, not intended for children, but kids saw it nonetheless. It was something that is not done, nor is it classified as a shonen, but it's still held in the highest fucking regards. Was shown on Adult Swim. I can't tell you how many goddamn times. <laughs> and still, even today, considered an amazing piece of anime artistry. Yes, I totally understand. <laughs> but at the same time, when it came out, it did not do well. <laughs> the numbers now will suggest otherwise. But initially, when it came out, the reason America got it and that we saw it on something like Adult Swim, for God's sakes. Um, basically, Adult Swim, the thing that got all the knockoff and unbranded um, or basically just not really that popular shit in Japan. Nowadays, no. But back in, before, Adult Swim was comprised of essentially every knockoff or off-brand adult cartoon in anime that Japan didn't want, an adult cartoon that America didn't want. That's why we had Family Guy, Futurama, and Mission Hill, um, home movies, all of these things crashed and burned on another, on like another uh, station or whatever. Um, and essentially, Adult Swim built up their brand by having those cartoons mixed along the lines of their own little cheap animation as things. Because Space Goes Coast to Coast was the first thing that they did that like fucking revolutionized everything. Um, and I don't know about you, but when I was little watching Space Goes Coast to Coast, it was boring to shit. But when I got older, certain episodes make me crack up to this day. But that led to the Brack Show, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, C-Lab 2021, and the incomparable Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which is by far one of my favorite cartoons of all time. But it it generally was built around essentially doing shit or getting shit for the cheap. So we had an abundance of stuff that in Japan, as far as anime is concerned, that in Japan, <laughs> they didn't care for. Hell, we had Big O. And uh, it's this thing called like, it's like Star Defender. God damn, I can't remember. It's like something pilot something. And it's like a boy who'd be piloting a white mecha. And he get like this cat girl as his assistant. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But I cannot remember the name. But that was generally, that was literally an anime that came out that was unfinished. 
<laughs> it got released. It wasn't finished. And then uh, and then they played it late at night. Um, and I can't remember if back then when they used to do anime, they just call it to, it was like Toonami Midnight or something like that. Midnight Run, something like that. Um, but essentially that's when they would play anime and whatnot. So it was either Adult Swim or the Midnight Run of Toonami. And um, one of the things that they did was that essentially people enjoyed the shit that Adult Swim or that Cartoon Network played at night so much as far as the realm of anime that it literally revitalized so many different fucking series as well as change how anime was perceived in Japan in general. You think I'm fucking kidding? Trigun. Cowboy Bebop. Those things are held in some of the highest regards as far as manga and anime are concerned right now. Back then, they actually did not do well upon their initial inception when they came out. Manga, um, there is no manga of Cowboy Bebop. Well, there was no manga when it came out. They made a manga afterwards. Trigun was a manga, but the anime and the manga are actually different. One of the many cases of actually that happening um, were actually very different. Uh, And yet, the... um, and uh, no, and then uh, Bigo, if you remember Bigo, giant robot, dude wearing a suit, damn near had the look of Batman. Uh, Bigo <laughs> was what 13 or 14 episodes long, and it ended with basically like a to be continued thing, much like the little pilots can it's like pilot candidate something, much like that. It was an incomplete anime. Bigo got so goddamn popular being on Adult Swim late at night and having so many fucking reruns that it literally got the studio money to allow for them to finish the entire series. So then they did another, like, 13 other episodes. And it ruined Big O. <laughs> Those people didn't know what the fuck they were doing. No one understood what was going on. It was all crazy. But it, but that's just how big of an influence we had over anime in terms of what the Japanese saw and what they were catering to, and then just how big it was booming with the audience that it was booming with. So... There is clearly an influence in our interpretation of anime and manga and how the Japanese present anime and manga to us. So never get it twisted and assuming that just because they do this shit and it caters towards their people or their kids and whatnot, that it does not affect audiences as a whole from from all walks of life all around the world. When we got Dragon Ball Z, motherfuckers were already watching GT. Just let that shit marinate for a second. When we weren't even finishing Z episodes, GT was being played in other countries. Is that not something that just shines a light on exactly how fucking big DBZ was? God damn it. <laughs> but, but like I said, there was obvious, there's obviously an influx in, in terms of how the community receives and responds towards anime and then how anime itself is presented. There are so many different shonen out there, sure, fine, that just do whatever, have whatever, and whatnot. And now, all of a sudden, because the people who essentially were interested in shonen at an earlier age, much like Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach, when the big three came out, and there will never be another big three, there was only the one, um, when the big three came out, and they were interested in anime at that time, now they have grown. But their taste in anime still fit within that same genre. So what happened? The genre grew. It evolved. So now, shonen have more blood, more guts, more violence, more horror, more gore. And people are ecstatic to see that. But if you have a very well done palette like myself, then you would have seen or have been interested in anime in a general that are already past that realm. Because you got that fixed somewhere else. As I grew up, Shonen remained the same. So I had to look for far more mature shit on my own. So I've seen far more mature movies, Vampire Hunter D. Um, so I've looked at far more mature things, um, Violence Jack. And I've seen the crazy ass gore and horror shit that comes out. Higurashi when they cry, when the seagulls cry. Fucking Grave of Fireflies, gotta bring that shit back again. <laughs> um... What's that one? Genji? Isn't Genji the one when they drop the when it shows the Hiroshima going up, I believe. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I think that's it. Uh Elf and Lead. I've seen all of those things way before I even got to a point where I was like, yo, One Piece is really good. So naturally, when I see shit like uh Demon Hunter having uh fucking people heads getting cut off or um 
Jujutsu Kaisen dealing with a bunch of people getting impaled and blood going everywhere, but no one really severely dying or fatally or being, um, you know, fatally wounded because of those um, uh, injuries or anything like that. Or seeing Chainsaw Man, which basically just has a bunch of bodies everywhere. And it's like, whatever. And then it's like this uh, Tozen Aini, Tozuni Aini, where a main character literally fights with his blood. And um, like, it's supposed to like be like a play on the whole... Um, Damn, what's it? The the Momotaro hero, the Peach hero thing. Not not Pe- not Riverside Peach Boy. I know what that is. It's something totally different. It's it's a manga. I'm pretty sure it's gonna get an anime anyway. But um, yeah. And it's like it's dealing with that. And it's like yeah, it's just about blood and murder. But that's as far as that is. But I've seen the series that essentially had a story attached to that. Actually, had some depth and complexity added on to just the concept of gore. Ooh, school days. I fucking love school days. I don't I don't think it's something that, you know, I like scream to the high heavens and like, oh, definitely watch this. But it is something that I look at and I go, Yeah, I remember when I had to watch when I when I watched this shit and I was just looking at it. <laughs> just just staring and trying to make sense of it all. Like, what does this mean? Why is this happening? School days is a trippy ass thing. Side note, like school days is a trippy ass anime. If you want to see something that's really gonna change your concept on how the whole relationship shit is done or um even generally like how a guy would act as a guy you look at school days <laughs> but but oh boy um shit shit get flippy when things get hippie in school days like last episode is a beast <laughs> and at that point in time considering how anime was structured and functioned when the last episode of School Days came down, there was actually a huge controversy behind that because of the fact that they, um, if you know anything about the Nice Boat meme, which is super old, super, super fucking old, they literally put a picture up during the, when they were supposed to be airing School Days of a picture that says Nice Boat. Um, because literally when the episode was about to air, um, there was a murder that happened in Japan and they didn't want that to be affiliated or in association with the tragedy that took place. So they had the nice boat picture up. And if you've ever seen that meme, the thing has been widely criticized and made fun of because of that outrageous thing. And if you were intentive and you were like school days and you saw that in Japan, it was like, what the fuck? Found it out through crazy things. Um, but essentially, upon seeing school days, you know, someone of today's standard would go like, what the fuck is school days? <laughs> and it's like, I understand, dude. <laughs> but because of school days, I look at shit like Attack on a Titan and I go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? I've seen this shit before. The only added aspect that this series has is the gore, is the violence, is all the crazy shit going on. Nothing else about it um, is really that different. Is really anything that is stand out. I've seen it before. It's essentially you're getting silent signing level shit in shonen anime. I don't give a fuck about that. So I generally don't care. And I'm generally like I, I generally um essentially shy away from the stuff because I tend to cater and read more things that essentially I'm I keep saying essentially that I um like reading, like whether it be far more action or um, really heavy story-based or something that has an amazing main character that I generally am interested in seeing his progression in the story. I float towards things like that because other stuff that are basically gimmicky, which is what the industry itself is kind of going into, um, well, it's kind of been doing that, but it's just really like heavily on that now. It's just It finds a gimmick that is hot and then it morphs that gimmick until that horse can no longer cough up fucking money. Um, it's why you get dumb shit like um what was that like um all the crazy ass isekai stuff that comes out now when only a handful of isekai are actually really good stories everything else is really just fucking retarded and not even in the level of being like oh it's a power fantasy concept and it's like it no longer is a power fantasy that you can instill yourself into the main character's shoes if the main character is a character that you wouldn't be interested in pretending to be in the first fucking place Every main character in an isekai, if you don't remember their name, then they're not worth anything. If you look at something and you're like, I remember this dude's name because I care what he has to accomplish. 
then yeah, you're looking at something that you're interested in. But if not, then what are you looking at? You're looking at bullshit. You're looking at total bullshit. What's the name of the main character from um, I'm in another world, but I use my smartphone. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. But if you was to tell, ask me what's the name of the main character from Magical Index, I'm going to tell you Tomo. Why? Because I like how Tomo get down. The man got hands and he's a feminist because everyone is equal under Tomo's right hand. God, God damn. Don't get it twisted though. Magical Index is a stupid ass fucking anime. I always skip through all the talking because it's unnecessary. But when you get to the fights, that man hits those women so goddamn hard in the face. And then they fall in love with the afterwards. <laughs> Oh man, I just hate the fact that he'd be looking up this little girl to keep biting him, and he don't he don't give her divine retribution. But I'm not I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that. Oh man, have you seen the Index clones? God, those anime suck. Oh, what is it? Um, Trinity Blood. Oh God, damn it! Fucking just a Index clone, and just the worst kind too. Uh, just just ugh. but going back to the comic book people. I am happy that you guys are interested in anime and manga. It's getting the recognition that it deserves. But I hate the fact that you guys aren't aware that you're doing far more harm than good. And you generally don't care. You wouldn't possibly care because, one, you don't know that there's something wrong with the ship that you're jumping into. You don't know that there's something wrong with the ship. But at the same time, what you're doing is causing more harm than good. And I don't like that. I have a problem with that because it's not helping the industry that I love do better. If anything, and I stick by this statement big time, I feel as if comic book fans that are now getting into anime and manga are essentially only doing it to spite the people whom they hate and that has basically hurt them, which is comic books themselves. So... How do you get back at the one that you love? You love the one that you're with. <laughs> That's what you do. It's whore mentality. I swear, not trying to be mean or rude, but it, it generally, this is what whores do or, or people who essentially are only for people for physical reasons. To get back at them or to make them angry because the only thing that they've ever brought to the table was themselves physically. So, you know, you're in a relationship and the other person does all this stuff for you and you just give them sex, but then they hurt you in some way. How do you get back at them? Well, you have sex with someone else because that's the only thing that your brain can process because that is whore mentality. <laughs> that's the only thing that you can process as this is how I'm getting back at you. Now I'm sleeping with this person. Ha 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 ha. Aren't you mad? Are you upset now? When it's like you could do so much thing, you could do something else if you had the mental capacity to do something else, but you don't. So poor mentality. Got to get in bed with somebody else because that's getting back at you. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. That was, a, that was a crazy analogy, but it generally is something to where it's like you're jumping over into the ship of anime. That's cool. You're letting people know this ship is fucking awesome. Other people are being interested in this stuff as well. That's cool. But you're jumping over into the ship, not understanding or knowing. The industry itself like to cut costs when it comes to actually doing anime. A lot of shit that's done is generally done in terms of just monetary gain rather than actually the artistic greatness that anime and manga have always been presented or how they are factored in. Um, a lot of steps and concepts that are brought to light are only done because there's a small little variation of popularity within the story that essentially would have amazing potential to be an incredible long-running series but the industry itself didn't even give it enough time to flourish in that realm so that, we'll get, um, so that it could even actually achieve that greatness in the first place. But to comic book people, they would see it as basically, as it was aptly put before, you know, manga and anime sell themselves. But from, from the business perspective, that's fine. But as for someone who's taken in that art form, it's not fine. Because the manga that is trying to be sold as an anime ain't finished. Or it hasn't been done properly, or it's not, it hasn't been well done, or it has a few or major issues that essentially are excusable within the manga, but as far as being translated over into an anime, are not. And rather than actually going into and trying to adaptly, um, adaptly, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying this word wrong, instead of actually going in and trying to adapt this concept correctly, you get yourself a very lackluster and a very minuscule concept 
or adaptation that's done and shelled out to people that kind of gets swept under the rug because it isn't as interesting as things that essentially have far more animation or a better fan base or a much, much bigger fucking animation budget than anything else. And that itself is ruining the industry because I'll leave you off with a with a giant piece of example as to why I think that essentially is like, that's the realm that we're heading in. And that's why this is a problem. Berserk. The creator of Berserk sadly passed away. And I, cause I've said this before, creator Berserk sadly passed away. And so many people came out of the woodworks as huge fans of his new Berserk was a big deal. Didn't realize exactly how much, people generally like love the shits you can't get those um like you can't even get those hardback um copies anymore i don't believe or if you do the things are fucking expensive um but berserk was such a widely fucking popular manga that so many people held in high regard and so many people loved that um upon his passing he was actually never able to complete the manga which is sad as hell i find it funny as hell because it ended on like a perfect cliffhanger and i just thought that shit was funny to anyone that's a berserk fan because that's, that shit was crazy that is a beautiful cliffhanger and i just thought that shit was hilarious um <laughs> but um you then have so many people who love berserk so many people who just think berserk is the shit so many people who care about it and the only adaptation that was good were three movies done by madhouse they tried to do the anime after those movies two times and in both times they used 3d animation which fans actually hate and they had small studios do it with an incredibly cheap budget now let me ask you does is that something that you think would be worthwhile in all brand new anime, I mean, brand new manga, brand new life novels, all that stuff, getting that same kind of treatment with even a minuscule amount of the fan base that Berserk built up over the years. Is that something that you're willing to see or you would even care to see or you would even want to waste money on? My answer is no. And that's all I have to say on that. So with that, I'm going to end it here. 